Hello everybody, Mariner here, and welcome to the last matchup show on Net That Hall for this season. I'm really, really pleased. No disrespect, I'm ready for a break. But I've got two other guys with me who are still fit and firing and, well, crazy. But here again, it's Gabe and it's Surya. How are you doing, boys? Yeah, doing great, Chris. I think last Nether Hall is over for the season. I think you deserve a break more than anyone. But then, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun, fun episode. A lot of stuff planned. And yeah, nice being back uh, in two weeks' notice. Yeah, yes. Gabe is looking fresh as well for another early morning show. Yeah. Early morning show. Not too early. It's <laughs> nice here. Coffee's good. Vibe is good. Last show. I'm really looking forward to this. Mariner's in a mood. This is going to be fun. <laughs> I am actually. I am in a bad mood. Yes. I've been working all night. I'm, I nearly, we nearly had to cancel the show, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. It was getting close at one stage. Hopefully, I won't have to go off. If I if I go quiet, I'll transfer the screen across to you, Gabe, and let you just do your thing whilst I have to take a phone call. I've got some disasters going on at work. But anyway, not to worry. Right, let's just get these formalities out of the way. As I said, we're net that hole. Smash that like button. As many smashes as you can, please, because the more smashes you give it, the better we do on YouTube. And in fact, I've even heard some pods are threatening people that they won't answer questions because of the... <laughs> so what's going on here? I don't think we're quite going there, but I'll tell you what, hit that like button. Hit that like button. Hit that If you've enjoyed what we've done this year, hit that like button. All right, guys, and subscribe. We're at nearly 450 subscribers, so just over 450 subscribers, so thank you very much for that. I think there's not a lot else to do apart from dive in um but the first thing to do is we've got a little bit of an announcement to make us again so it's always nice to make announcements so what i'm going to do is i'm just going to move the screen and i'm going to move across and i'm going to say we have now surya and the net that whole team have now agreed a strategic partnership that sounds professional doesn't it um yeah. with each other so yeah. I mean, the general thing, and I'll let you come in, sorry, in a second, but from my perspective, the idea is it's mutual advertising. I think that's what we've agreed to do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it's always been a pleasure being here and uh, exchanging help. And of course, Gabe and Neva sit uh, as writers and editors on All Good Estelastic. It always made sense. And then uh, it's going to be great. So looking forward to the preseason and how mm. we can uh, build actually. So. Uh, you could see more of uh, Let Us Call on All About Us Phil blogs, and the same way you could see more of All About Us Phil on the uh, show and as well as in the audio version of the podcast as well. So it's, it's going to be going to be very interesting. And uh, of course, Gabe uh, Son termed us as SPL Robin Hood, so that yeah, we are kind of Robin Hoods. Uh, so we help each other, we help the community, and we don't take much in return. But then uh, that's the love of the community that keeps us going. So it, it's it's a very good. Uh, uh, partnership to get kicked along uh so i would say we were in a partnership before but then it is just being mutually nice. published yeah, yeah i think yeah. it's nice to formalize it and i think you know again yeah. what we've thought about is how can we advertise you so i'm going to show people how we're going to advertise you now so just stand by this is mariner being at work again <laughs> if it's going to work hopefully it works are you craving more fpl content then look no further than allaboutfpl.com. Head over there for weekly articles from some of the top content creators on the planet. So what are you waiting for? 
head over to allaboutfpl.com, the website for all your FPL needs. Nice, man. <laughs> I think I think to be honest, even I wouldn't have done a better job than Chris in this advert. So I think you made my job easier. <laughs> well, I did it. And then you're really free. So the wife was <laughs> and moaning. Then you're really yeah, the wife was yeah. moaning at me because I, I finished work at dinner time at lunch. When when ate my food, walked straight back to the computer, did this, and carried on working till the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. there we go. So no great news um i'm sure i'm um, gabe you know i know you're very happy about it as well i think it's just such a good thing uh that we've we've got you uh should we say a lot more it's a lot more joined together what we're doing going forwards i think well I, I, it's nice it's nice to to formalize it and to cement it um because we already had a partnership right it, we've been working together <laughs> for for, mo for months now so so let's uh, yeah. leverage each other's strengths and, and make it formal and, and, and it really is a thing is we believe in, in what Surya does at allaboutfpl.com. Uh, yeah. And we have aligned visions as the FPL, we were saying right before, right before we started here, how um, nothing in life, is, nothing good in life is free. And then we revisited that. Yeah. We were like, well, you know what? Net that hall is free and allaboutfpl.com is free. So um, happy to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, we've been we've been talking for nearly 10 minutes. So we need to uh, Well, it's not actually I'm looking at the wrong clock now. Five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, what's good. This is going to be a disaster. I've done well, actually. I haven't sworn yet. In the off, off camera, I swore about 50 times. But anyway, let's let's crack on, boys. So the first thing we're going to look at is because we didn't do a compass show again is we're going to do similar to last week. I'm going to have a quick look at the review of the of the game week. Uh, from the perspective of the fixture difficulties and also the uh, the predictions that Neymar and I uh, do on a week-to-week -week basis. So let's start at the top with Manchester United against Fulham. Um, Surya, care to comment yeah. about a Bruno Fernandes assist? <laughs> I'm a United fan. I'm a big-time Bruno fan. It is a no assist for me. So it's, the goal is good. Uh, but then <clears throat> FPL and Premier League did their job swiftly, I think. Uh, everything from Ofta till Sofasco till uh, one football change from uh, David De Gea assist to Bruno assistant in just a matter of a few minutes. And then, of course, yeah, that, that was given. He never intended to touch it. Uh, but if, if it wasn't, then it was an offside. But then, uh, you know how things work in the Premier League. So we'll have to sit and mourn for another two, three minutes now. <laughs> Nothing else that you could do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, I, know, I know how things happen at FPL Towers for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I say. I didn't, I, I didn't realize that Peel Towers had. I didn't realize that Peel Towers had such sway where they they would change Opta stats and they got some power in the towers. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, it, it pissed me off because I didn't own him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. the, the, the the rage is because even I sold him for Mars, so <laughs> that has yeah. to do the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, looking at the matchup as it happened, you know, clearly Manchester United were strong favourites, really, and Fulham spoiled the party, and particularly, I'm quite sure they ruined my party, as in they ruined Luke Shaw again. I mean, yeah. he can't get, he can't get a return, uh, you know, at all at the moment. And I, it's just my look. He's probably not even going to play this week. Is he a sell, Gabe? Yeah. So uh, most United fans that I've spoken to, they they none of them believe Luke Shaw will start uh, at the weekend. 
So uh, he's, yeah. I mean, but here, here's the thing is he, he is, a, I, w- I would say he's not a sell because he's a defender and it's the last game week. So if you have three That's defenders, fine. roll with your three defenders. Luke Shaw is not one of them, obviously, because he won't play. But I would, I would save your, your transfers for attacking players upside. Oh, don't. I've got size and I've, I've got size and Tozin. I might play Tozin, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're going to have to play Tozin. I might even start Ariola above uh, Martinez as a differential. There you go. Oh, wow. That's big. Clean sheet odds. Fulham have a better clean sheet prediction than Villa. Mm, fair enough. Yeah, of course. Uh, no, no chance for the Villa Yeah, but then uh, he's just he's just four away from being the highest ever scoring goalkeeper. I'm on the beach, mate. Who cares? Uh, there comes the hats again. Right, right. Okay. So anyway, that's that one. So you end up one-one. Fulham spoiled the party um, in front of fans at Old Trafford, which again was nice to see. And very jet. Let's have a very quick talk about fans in the ground. Wasn't it nice to hear? Uh, abuse from the fans rather than from the players <laughs> yeah although one swear there was one bit of foul language picked up to by a certain harry kane but we'll come on to that a bit later oh, great. Um, next one southampton against leeds this was a really even matchup actually given the uh the numbers um southampton and, and leeds both around three attack and around Southampton, a bit worse with respect to defence over Leeds, but not, you know, in the fours. So you'd have expected goals, possibly, on both sides. Um, Leeds won two 0 Leeds are the real deal for the end of the season, boys, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I think Leeds are really showing kind of their their personality and their personality extended by a by a local Bielsa, right? Yeah. Because as teams go on the beach leads are like working overtime <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's actually uh, refre- really refreshing to see especially as, as fpl managers they've got a bucket of pina yeah. coladas right bielsa's bucket's full of pina coladas well, it's not <laughs> because it's upside down but you know what i mean um are we looking at back and- <laughs> sorry uh, sorry i'm going to come to you on this one are we looking at treble leads this week yeah more certainly they're back the back and center of their fans after a very long time in the Premier League. Uh, I think I just saw a crazy start on Athletic. Uh, they, they, made, they have made the most number of prints in, in the Premier League this season by a, by a very, very far margin. Uh, in fact, I was looking at the graph and I was searching for leads and then they are on top uh, and the rest of the clubs are at the bottom. So they are, they are showing no signs of stopping. Uh, they, they will want to uh, get those three points in front of their fans. And in fact, uh, but one thing that this that came up to my notice is that it's the last game for Hernandez and there's another another one going out as well. Uh, so there might be minutes uh, being plugged out, there might be rotations possible, but then a triple up is Dallas and Bamford, I think. I think I think it's the same holy trinity. It's Dallas, Rafinha and Bamford. I think there is uh, no second thoughts about that. So Harrison, Harrison, of course, made his name on gaming 36. Uh, but then I would say these three for me. Uh, it's, it's going to be another easy win. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to go on to the actual matchups with with Gabe when we look at the fixtures going forwards and the fixture difficulty. So at that stage, I think we've got we've certainly got some A's or B's for three or four teams, Gabe, haven't we? So I think what we'll do is we'll we'll save 
a lot of the discussion about the actual games going forward till that section but mm. it's always good to have this it's always good to bounce a few ideas off um, at, right at the start uh, the next one then brighton against manchester city well no one saw that one coming me and nima certainly didn't um brighton 10 shot in 10 shots in the box but no big chances um city only seven shots in the box and one big chance um cancello red harsh in my opinion um i think that in itself booted all the fixture difficulty into the long grass so i don't think you can take much out of this game personally yeah. Yeah, I mean, a red card will change everything, right? We'll change the FDR, uh, we'll change the, the prediction, we'll change everything. But I mean, yeah. and, and and so will, as will Pep Roulette. And I, that's something for us to keep in mind. Uh, you know, if that back line is going to be changing, then maybe right. their their defense is not a good investment. No, and we've, we've said Cancelo's out. We've got Walker flagged uh, as well. Uh, and no and Walker, Walker, Walker's flag is... is beautiful actually he, he he rolled he twisted his ankle playing with his kids so oh, that's really nice uh, but, but that's gone down like a lead welly i bet i bet i bet pep burnt his fingers with his giant cigar when he heard about honestly that if that, if you if you're thinking if you're looking at excuses that's got to be one of the best ones in the book like I, as a coach i would be like all right man you're playing with your kids it's got to be forgiven but i'm not as hardcore as pep i guess it might be an interesting one. We'll come on to this when we talk about the game. But I was just going to say, um, my immediate thought when I saw Walker was flagged and Cancelo out was there might be some uh, some life in Everton yet. Um, we'll come on to that in a bit. Chelsea against Leicester, 2-1 to Chelsea. Um, again, a really even matchup according to what, what we were looking at. Um, what struck me is the number of shots in the box Chelsea had. 15 shots in the box, three big chances, 2.51 XG. Leicester, on the other hand, four shots in the boxes, but two big chances. Um, and Iniacho scored again. Thank you, since I sold him. Um, Surya, what's your view on Chelsea? Yeah, of course, they're in the Champions League final for a reason, and they've been very good since... Uh, Thomas Pickle took in, uh, took over, took over the team, and they look to continue. Villa, Villa, of course, won against Spurs, but then it was a battle of the worst. So I don't see Villa putting up a big fight against Chelsea from the after tomorrow. So it should be a comfortable win as they look to steal the Champions League spot. So I feel it's going to be a high scoring, but then it depends on who starts with Chelsea again. Uh, we don't know who uh, Chukul will be benching and starting, keeping in mind the CL finals very soon. But then I don't see Arsenal putting up a fight on this one, uh, mm. in spite of the fact that Gerlis is back. And even Werner managed to get two goals uh, given uh, disallowed, right? I mean, it's the first time he's had a ball in the net for what seems like an eternity. I mean, I'm more shocked that he's managed to get two goals disallowed than anything. Swang's just told about that in the chat. I didn't know. But as I say, I've not watched much. I've been so busy. That's 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 what he does, right? If he scores, it's not it's not a valid goal. And if it, if he's onside <laughs> or if it is something, then he's not going to score. And it's it's like the team. It's like the the Werner curse. And and part of that curse is honestly, it's it's the way Chelsea's setting up and the way Werner plays because they're I mean turtleneck Timo I, I I call him turtleneck Timo clear header wide open 
goes up his arm come on like <laughs> what are you doing Timo? Uh, so has, no, has he got no neck like is he like he's, got, he's like he's like some he's like a real life version of somebody drawn by fpl doodles ah right okay well, I mean, just for the just for the cricket fans, if anyone's old enough to know Gladstone Small, they used to play cricket for England. He was a bit like that. He was a fast bowler. If you want to look like old cricketers, same thing. Um, right, next one: Everton Wolves, one um, nil to Everton. Um, I predicted the score right. Actually, it's the only thing I got right this week. I think pretty much. But Everton nine shots in the box, no big chances. Point eight eight xg. Wolves, five shots in the box, no big chances, 0.64 XG. Didn't watch the game, sounds boring. Next. Yeah. Anything to comment? No. <laughs> get, that, get that game off the screen, please. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's move on. So, and I've just realised I've not been putting the bloody fixed scores up on. Oh, bloody hell. There we go. Let's try again. Let's try now. Newcastle against Sheffield United. Right. Okay. Um, Newcastle. <laughs> Eight shots in the box, three big chances, 1.79 XG. Sheffield United, six shots in the box, one big chance, 0.54. Hmm. The fixture difficulty suggested Newcastle will batter them. They didn't. Yeah. Sign of things to come. Are Sheffield United uh, just battling a bit, finally, defensively? No. <laughs> no. You'd be yeah. interested to look at the fixture difficulty. There's there's a bunch of shots in the box. There's a bunch of big chances. It no. Um, Sheffield United just, are basically, in the toilet. Basically, the Newcastle are shit. Then is that what you're saying? Apart I, from I, the, this game is this this game was football blue balls. It's big I, chances. There's there things happening, but nothing really happening. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, that's interesting. There's like something happening, but nothing really happening. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> All right, that's an interesting that's an interesting way of looking at it. Um, I mean, Willock, we nailed him, didn't we? You were shouting him from every rooftop rooftop last game week, and look at that! I was so happy. Yeah, it's great nice show. To, yeah. It's nice to get something right for a change. I don't get it right with my own team because I never brought him in. <laughs> that's the, cur that's the curse of content creators. <laughs> Yeah, I, I tweeted out I did it out on Saturday morning after he scored and or Friday night on game week thirty six. And then uh, of course I didn't bring him in and then everyone who brought him in text saying, Thanks for this, thanks for the advice. I thought you thought that I didn't do it. I got I got him gas fucking bail for one point and <laughs> my hopes of top ten cages just grow away. That's it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> that's that's the course of content. Yeah. <laughs> uh right. Spurs and Villa. What's the fucking point, boys? What's the fucking that, point? That's worrying, <laughs> right? Harry Kane yeah. mouthing, what's the fucking point? Is it I, worrying? I own Harry Kane. I'm really worried about him. I'm worried that he's just don't give a toss now. What's changed? Like last week, things didn't change from last week to this week. It's just now it's it's becoming public. I don't know, and and Spurs have been pretty low on on in your the FDR for attack um, for a while now. We've just been like that. It's the narrative of Kane and the Golden Boot, Kane and the Golden Boot, Spurs, Spurs, Spurs. But they haven't been good, um, no. and and it's shown. So 
I, I don't know. For me, that, that wasn't very surprising. I, I, I think they've been kind of in that mindset for quite some time. Uh, we'll see if uh, Nuno Espiritu Santo gets, um, gets that job and turns it into the second Portugal team like, like he did uh, Wolves. So who knows? I, 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 think, I think that Nuno, Nuno at Spurs would be, would, would be a good signing. I mean, the numbers, you know, Tottenham, seven shots in the box, one big chance. Villa, 15 shots in the box, one big chance. Uh, you know, that, that the, I, I was listening to one or two comments from Spurs fans. They were fizzing with anger mm -hmm. after that performance, particularly with Reggion. Who, quite frankly, I saw the most fantastic meme on Twitter where they said, got the Spurs changing room or the Spurs training ground, and it was someone locked out. They said, Reggie on arriving for training tomorrow. It was, it was locked out. <laughs> that was a rough one for the, for the guy. Great finish. <sighs> Man. And, and they are they are definitely a complete no-go zone when it comes to defence, right? Yeah. Complete no-go zone. Right, next one. Crystal Palace won, Arsenal three. Um, I think it was uh, Siver, who is an Arsenal fan, actually said something like, well, if Arsenal can score pretty fast Crystal Palace, what the hell is Liverpool going to do to them? Um, and I'm talking about the it's got spot on, yeah. We've got a pretty good spot on, yeah. Hmm, I... And, I mean, look, nine shots in the box, Palace. One big chance. Arsenal, four shots, four shots, three big chances, right? Mm. <laughs> and it looks like Palace have got more injury problems. I think Scott Dan's out now as well. I think they've just announced that tonight. So oh, wow. I think they could be in they could be in some difficulties this weekend. I'm not quite sure. Uh, and, and they'll come on to the next game now, Burnley against Liverpool. So here we go. Um, all the hopes of and dreams on FPL managers all around the world, and particularly in Singapore, were on this game. <laughs> and I woke up and I was like, "Are you kidding me, Salah Blank?" Um, I then, <laughs> I, I then put a note in a, in a group that we're in on Twitter. I think it was on Telegram. I think it was. And I got a message back from Harry. He said, for FPL tips, and he said, Chris, don't watch the highlights. You'll be more pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you know what? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't watch it. <laughs> Gabe, can you give me a bit of a, a rundown on this game, can you? I mean, it's, it's what we've seen from Liverpool all season. Um, they should be doing a lot and they're not and they're not doing hardly anything and it's uh you know shots on target and and i'll go over it when we come to to the matchups but you know Mane over the last two has had 14 shots three on target they, they just can't can't hit they just can't hit the goal um and and you see them it's and, I, and i've done it in the when i've done some of the scouting reports for for Mane, when, when i did the one on Mane, like in form versus out of form He's overthinking absolutely everything. Um, and that extra thought that he's giving to, to each play when he receives the ball, uh, it's, it's, you don't have that kind of time at, at, at this level. So then he ends up with like hurrying the shot or something like that. It's, um, you know, Salah missed a sitter. It's, 
it is it is hard to watch because we have such high hopes for the for these matches certainly if we if we captain some of these players which we probably will in 38 as well so probably not watch yeah. that game i think we will but we'll come on to that in a minute um but yeah um didn't do burnley a great deal of good in front of fans did it uh, I, I will say I, I will say I like what I'm seeing from Thiago. Thiago Alcantara, I think, is is the, the team is learning how to play with him and he's learning how to play with the team much better. He seems more involved. Um, he's not running into the passing lanes anymore. He's he's opening up space. So I, I think that's that's promising development and, and I still think Liverpool will get that top top four. Yeah, I, I think they will as well. I think they will. And just finishing off then on the reviews um west brom one west ham three um west brom six shots in the box one big chance 1.14 xg west ham 16 shots in the box five big chances 3.4 xg they're going for it by the looks of things yeah did anyone see the alternative commentary on twitter no. of the west ham you need to find it guys if you if you I, I retweeted it this morning it's the it's the uh the what's it the uh sat nav man doing it it's absolutely hilarious you need to watch it it, it before it's taken down because it'll be taken down because of copyright because they always take them down <laughs> but it's the one of the funniest things i've seen for weeks i was absolutely wetting myself laughing um no i mean look west brom in front of fans nice for them to get a game before they go down uh Sam Allardyce going said he knew he knew he probably would um and now last game of the season Pereira's out as well they've just announced that so there's there's another there's another issue right uh yeah. okay um fans in the ground boys fans in grounds four home wins one draw five away wins if you if you look at i mean the home teams in game week 37 were shit teams <laughs> in game week 38 that changes i mean if, if we look i mean look at the home teams newcastle spurs palace burnley west brom yeah all shit yeah, teams. True. all of them sorry baker if you're in there so brighton won getting... chelsea brighton won chelsea won everton won you wouldn't have thought Brighton were going to win anyway. New and they probably wouldn't yeah. have won if it wanted for that yellow for, for that red card. Newcastle, like you said. Yeah, interesting. Um, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't think. But I, but the fans did play did play, I think, a, a role in 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 calls and refereeing calls, officiating calls and stuff like that. So that that was really interesting and that that was good to see because it felt like it's not just the fans supporting. The fans actually play a role in in the game and the result of the game and they determine what happens on the field and and that kind of synergy i think is what we all missed i, I love seeing that influence so it's great yeah absolutely absolutely so okay um with, just with respect to the uh the predictions it was actually 10 all between nima and i this week so it goes to the wire four three to the mariner with one week to go nima i hope you uh, i expect your predictions you need to get off that bloody treadmill because that's what you're on the <laughs> get those predictions in <laughs> we should we should find a way to turn it up we need to we need to find some we need to 
uh, hack it and turn it up so he flies off the back of it. That'll make me laugh a lot. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> how did the algorithm do? Well, the team, if you remember, do you remember I was slagging the algorithm off last week for Everton? Yeah. They kept a clean sheet and the algorithm tripled on them. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right? I'm still not convinced about the way it works, its defensive stuff out. But no, look, I mean, it's done okay. Uh, 60 points the algorithm got. Wow. Not bad. And that that with a captain blank. So you look at better, it like better than I did. Yeah, Willock, 11. Dean, 8. Pickford, 7. Alexander Arnold, 6. Coleman, injured now, 6. Mane, 6. And then Rafinha, Salah, Harrison, Kane, and Wood. God, what horrendous. I mean, Forwards were just awful this week, weren't they? Just awful. But anyway, apart from, captains. apart from Firmino, we'll come on to him in a minute. So yeah, so that's where we were. So the algorithm's still doing all right. It's it's done two or three now. It's two or three pretty solid performances. I think I would I would say it's done. So let's see how it how it goes this week. We'll come on to that now, and that's what we're going to do now. So now we're going to look at game week thirty eight. I got bored with putting houses on it for home and away. Couldn't be bothered. Got bored of putting people on the beach because nearly everybody's on the beach now. So I thought, what I'll do now? <laughs> for the I'll just put boxing gloves on. <laughs> and the only teams I think are playing for anything now, Liverpool, Leicester, West Ham and Chelsea. There we go. That's it. From my perspective, unless I've missed anyone, please tell me if I have. Because from Leeds. my perspective, Leeds, well, they're only playing for Bielsa's bucket, right? I think the Bielsa motivation is as big a factor as like a European spot motivation. It seems well, I, It seems like to me, just based on the way they're playing. I get that. And, and I, maybe so that's why Leeds you can include for sure. But I mean, look, if you're talking about uh, players who've got anything to play for, I've even took out, uh, I mean, I've left Chelsea in, I suppose. So, I mean, you could argue that maybe they're not playing for it. Maybe they're playing for a starting, but maybe you could say, they may rest players for, for the Champions League final, I'm not sure. Um, City probably will rest players, hence the reason I've, I don't think they've got a lot to play for, apart from probably next year. Because um, I think a lot of the players who will play the final will not be playing this week. Um, so, yeah, so if we look at the fixture difficulty now, uh, attack-wise, for the very last game of the season, Liverpool ranked top, Leicester second, Newcastle third, West Ham fourth, Spurs fifth. Right, OK. Liverpool 0.4, still miles ahead on the fixture difficulty from everybody else. A gaggle of teams around two with Leicester, Newcastle, West Ham. Remember, not best, seven worst. At the bottom, uh, attack-wise, Wolves now at the bottom, 5.2. Sheffield United and Fulham, 5.1. And then a gap to Everton, Brighton and even Manchester City. We know that's false because they've been rotating like Fury for the last seven weeks. Uh, so that would basically just throw that in the bin. Um, defensively, Chelsea 1.8 at the top, Arsenal 2.3, Brighton still the real deal 2.4, Man City 2.7, Palace 3.2. What? Uh, it is correct. Fulham <laughs> 5.4, West Brom 5.4, Newcastle 5.2, Liverpool 5.1, right down there at the bottom, and Sheffield United 4.8. So, 
So there we go. Anything which leaps out, I mean, apart from the obvious, the Crystal Palace, it's not a mistake. They have tightened up quite a bit. I think you can see that. I think the situation is, though, is that, you know, when you're playing a team like, even when you're playing a team like Liverpool, they've still got a very, very positive picture difficulty because Liverpool are just so good. I, I spoke last week in the, when we did matchups last week about um, about Crystal Palace and and the reason I was not so interested in uh, in Villa assets and Chris, Crystal Palace has been kind of middle of the road in, in defensive stats um, I, other than big chances they've conceded the second most or big chances as of last week they'd conceded the second most big chances over the last six with sixteen. Um, but you know they have the fifth and eighth worst ex, uh, expected goals conceded and chances conceded respectively. Um, so it's bad. It's not great, but but not the worst. Um, no, I think the interesting thing here is the fifth. But quite frankly, they could be just a tiny squeak, and they could be twelfth because or be be tenth because there's nothing in it. It just looks to me that defense is just falling away all over. Hence what yeah. you said about do not transfer a defender in this week. Um, I, I think that's a great move because look at it. Defences are now definitely struggling. I reckon there's going to be a hatful of goals this weekend. Yeah. A hatful. That, that's generally been the trend of the last game week for that for defenders on the beach. So generally, you see a lot of goals in the last game, and I see that repeating this, this, this season as well. So definitely not worth enough to prioritize for defensive transfer. Yeah, no, I, I tend to agree with you. Tend to agree with. You. Right, okay. Let's now go on to the actual fixtures. You you switching the beer over there, Mariner? No, this is actually an alcohol-free one. <laughs> I, 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 I can't tell a lie. It's a Heineken Zero. I'm just thirsty. Yeah, I lost interest. <laughs> um, no, I, I drank a lot yesterday. It was a friend's birthday. Um, right. So here we go. Look, look, so there we go. We've got Gabe with his cat's arm, with the cat's on his head on that side of the. Uh... <laughs> I, I I can use the cat as a toupee. Well, yeah, you could do actually. <laughs> I never thought of that. Well, that's a good idea. Uh, so again, rather than going fixture by fixture, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about good matchups, okay? And within those good matchups, there are some mini matchups which Gabe is now going to do his uh, do his bit. Um, so I'll, I'll move to your screen, Gabe, as we, as we get to the first one. But we'll start yeah. with attack. The best matchup for attack this week is Newcastle hmm. against Fulham, 3.3. That's very positive indeed. What a shame Callum Wilson isn't fit because I would have captained him this week. Hmm. I genuinely, and I do not think Willock is a bad captain she shout at all if you want to have some if you want to have some fun um it's just a, just a bit of a shame that that wilson's not fit the next one and the first matchup that you're going to look at gabe if i let me, if i could say something really quick oh, yeah. Newcastle, um because yeah. i was i was i was very interested to bring willick in this week i didn't bring him in last week because i wanted to, to save my transfer to have two for this week um but what, what I will say, what, what kind of held me back from Newcastle players, despite the good matchup, is the fact that there are so many good teams playing at home this week that I, I want a team playing at home. And, and, and that isn't factored into this, obviously, because 
Uh, we've only had one game of home and away this season. So just something to consider. Um, I, myself, prefer home teams for 38. I so I won't fair. be bringing a Newcastle player. I, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think I think that's a fair point. Um, and again, remember, this fixture difficulty does not work on home and away because it won't because we haven't had fans in the ground all season. Right. right. Um, but anyway, so they've got... But on the face of it, they still have a fantastic matchup. Yeah. Um, if you have the player, then great. It's, it's a great start. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Liverpool. Their matchup uh, a few weeks ago was about plus four. It's now two point eight. Um, we've clearly got um, an issue. If we look at Liverpool's defence, however, they are not so good. Right. They may well concede in my view the only thing is i've just seen that bentek is out now bentek is out now is it for that no it's so, so Eze out bentek out zaha <clears throat> never you know, know. but jordan are you <laughs> it, it's a funny one it i can't quite get my head around whether liverpool will keep a clean shot or not i think if Benteke was probably fit I would probably say they probably wouldn't. I'm not quite sure now. I think that Liverpool have got a chance of cleaning here. I think now, even with that, even with that number. Um, I, th I think if, if you're trying to get to double Liverpool or something like that, you're looking at Mane, you're looking at Firmino, and you have to jump through too many hoops to get there. I do think a double up um, on Trent and Rabo, uh, given yeah. the injuries, um, I, I could could be could work out. Well, I think if you looked at that, you would say 2.8 and 1.4, okay? So you half that, but you're basically halving that for them because you could consider their fixture difficulties in between, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So there we go. So that's where you roughly be. So I think that a Trent Robbo double up would not be out of this question at all if you can get to. And, and Robbo obviously had a couple of returns last week as well, didn't he? Um, but what we're going to concentrate on, Gabe, is we're going to concentrate on the attack. And specifically, you are going to have a look at Mane and Firmino, as I understand. Yes. So I'm yeah. just going to give you the floor and let you uh, have a go. All right. So this is um, what, what I did with matchups this week is I'm calling it a, a, a posse of little princes. Um, and it's a bunch of players that we might be looking at, but that aren't, you know, I'm looking at Mane and Firmino. I'm not looking at Salah. I'm not looking at the more popular players. Um, looking at the outside shouts because at, before game week 37, I was considering uh, Firmino to bring in Firmino. I had exact money, and I didn't do it for various reasons. But this is what I saw when when I'm comparing the two. Um, so this is these are the let's see, right? These are the attacking stats um, over the last. Sorry, bear with me one second. Um, yeah, over the, over the last couple of game weeks. And what I want to focus on is right here, this purple circle where um, extend it extends out. This is shots on target for Firmino, red up here, and then shots on target for Mane. So over the last six, um, Mane has 14 shots and only three on target, whereas Firmino has 14 shots, same number, and eight on target. And that's a, that's a big deal. That's That says, that screams form to me. Um, so... This is kind of like backing up that 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 idea that you know even as as differentials we can look to to different positions. The reason I didn't bring Firmino in 
is because I, I had um, United players in midfield, so I needed a midfielder. Um, but this is this is something very encouraging for those that want to really go rogue and go for Firmino. Uh, I have some other. There we go. This is the uh, the passes in the final third. If we look at Mane, what I circled here, Mane's passes in the final third. He's involved in the play in and near the box, um, whereas the box is pretty empty for Firmino. He's he's playing. He's kind of retreating and creating space in the box by dropping in um, to just outside the box um, in, in the midfield a little bit. So whereas the shots on target favor Firmino, the 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 um, the involvement in the gameplay uh, favors Mane. So decision to be made. So then I went to, you know, after looking at the shots on target, look at the XG shots here, and. The XG shots favor Mane, all kind of within in that penalty area. It's higher XG, it's bigger opportunities. But with those big opportunities, if you can't hit the target, I mean, the, the opportunities could be, you know, spectacular with no goalie. But if you can't put it on frame, it's going to be a zero return. Whereas Firmino is smaller opportunities, or, or um, it, but he's able to put it on frame. So... I think honestly, this this matchup is is a, a coin toss. It, you can go you can go for either one. If you go for Mane, you're hoping he finds um, he just he finds some form. And if you're going if you're going for Firmino, you're hoping he finds the opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the 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 heat maps on SofaScore uh, myself because I was and Firmino to me, for me, like I say, he's, he's, he plays he's playing that bit deeper. That was the thing which I. I noticed. Um, I mean, if you look at it just in pure FPL perspective, Mane gets a point for a clean sheet and an extra point for a goal. Mm -hmm. So for me, that might swing it in mm -hmm. in that in that favour for my perspective. Sorry, what's your view on uh, Firmino and uh, Mane? Yeah, I think I would definitely go Mane too because uh, the right things mentioned, uh, Mane coming back in form and then. He'll, he'll look to improve on what he's done so far in the last couple of weeks. And as you said, there's good value elsewhere in the forward line as well with Bamford, uh, even Ianacho, then there's Antonio. There's a lot of good options that will get you points in the forward line, but uh, there's slightly lesser options. And now considering Bruno and uh, Bruno is in all likelihood to be out of the game, so it's all, it makes sense to do a Bruno to Mane move, and I would definitely prefer Mane as my number one chance. Uh, okay okay i do like the uh, I'm, I'm not against the Firmino move boys though i, I do you know I, I do like it it's one of those ones where you know i think if i he could easily get a couple of returns he's that type of player isn't he he is he is very patchy once he starts and start once he starts returning he tends to keep returning that's the one thing about Firmino, and then he'll go dry for a long time um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay so that's that one the next one we're going to come to is leeds against west brom okay so as we've just said no Pereira, and i think that's an important point for particularly for dallas um i think that's a very very positive uh very positive move um they have a positive of 2.6 on attack though so now we are talking about Harrison, Rafinha, Bamford. Okay, we are not going to talk about Harrison. We spoke about him last week, but what we are going to do is we're going to spot we're, we're going to speak about 
Bamford and Rafinha. Gabe? So, Rafinha was, I, I, I really want to captain Rafinha this, this, this game week. I, I said it, you know, uh, just a, a few days ago, um, and then I got into the matchups, and I saw some things that, uh, that kind of like are, are kind of shooting me in a different direction. So I want to start with, uh, with what um, Sam said on the uh, FPL, the, on the Banger Committee podcast. Um, at FPL Banger on, on on Twitter, their podcast is phenomenal, and I, there's always they have such a different way of looking at things and explaining things. I always there's always something that I take from it and bring into matchups. And what Sam said was, look at their uh, their halls and and Mariner in, in his metrics, he he shows like what, what the hall percentage is for these players, and Bamford halls way more than Hafinha does. So if you're gonna if you're gonna captain somebody, um, you might be looking for for that kind of haul. Uh, and if you want to net that haul, it looks like Bamford is the way to go, just because of the the frequency of of his hauls here. And here here it shows um, in this comparison. Obviously, our data here when we do the comparisons, we're we're using um, FantasyFootballHub.co.uk, one of our one of our go-to sites. And then when I do the heat maps, obviously we use fantasyfootballscout.co.uk. Again, collating all of our different resources uh, to bring it to you, everyone, uh, FPL Robinhood style. But if we look here, expected points, XG, big chances, shots in the box, shots on target, all favor Bamford. Um, the number of shots favors Hafinha. And then that's important to note. But look, Hafinha has more shots, but zero big chances. Look at the big chances here. And th this is in the last two matches, by the way. So the reason I'm using the last the last two is because I I usually use last six data from the last six. But at towards the end of the season, I think form is much more important than um, than maybe earlier on in the season. And form, motivation, and just kind of the excitement of heading towards the end. So I kind of shorten the the. Uh, <laughs> the data set there. I think someone, the, one, the one huh? thing which strikes me is, and interestingly enough, when I talk about the, uh, obviously I've got this algorithm which I'm running, Rafinha's nowhere near it, whereas Bamford is. And I think that yeah. says something. That that to me, again, suggests that Bamford is proper. I own Rafinha. Um, if I didn't, I probably wouldn't. I don't know I'd bring him in, oddly enough. I think there's other I think there's other differentials who I might go for rather than Rafinha this week, oddly enough. Um, but I really like Bamford and I'm not I, I could easily end up tripling up on leads this week. Easily. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's a good idea to triple up on leads. I'm I'm personally tripled up on leads. Um I couldn't afford Dallas. I, I brought in Alioski for a hit three weeks ago and, and he's been a great pick. I hope he starts. Um just moving on here to passes received. Um, again, this is last two game weeks, which is which is why the heat map is somewhat empty. But uh, Hafinha is receiving the ball pretty deep and wide, which which is a little concerning. Now this is this is on par for most of the season, but you see the light purple here. Um, this is where we want Hafinha more in an advanced position. And I think he will get there, um, but but there, there's a concern. The reason I'm showing the passes received heat map is because I want to follow that up with the matchup. And here's, whoops, wrong matchup. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I want to follow that up with the, the shot. Sorry, that's alphabetically. Um, so despite receiving the passes in those areas, let me go back here. They re receives, uh, Hafinha receives it wide on the right, 
whereas Bamford receives it just out, receive, is receiving passes just outside the box. Then when we go to the shots heat map, Hafinha kind of takes Bamford's spot. If you go here, look where Bamford is here. I'm going to leave the cursor right on top of the box, and that this spot is going to be taken by Hafinha. Boom, right here. And what happens to Bamford is he goes into the box, and that's what I like about Bamford. This right around the six. This is what's interesting to me. But that said, Hafinha right in this area is very dangerous as well. So I, I think he's a good asset. I don't think he's a good captain. I'm I'm that, that's who I wanted initially. My bias was full towards Hafinha, but after seeing the matchups, I'm I'm shying away from that. Very. And then the last, the last thing I'll, I'll mention here is the XG. Hafinha has a bunch of shots up here. You see the small dots. Even Hafinha's shots in the box are not high XG. Bamford has much fewer shots, but that area around the six with the higher XG is, is what's very exciting for Bamford and his potential to haul. Yeah, no, I I like it. I like it. Um, very. I'm really keen on Bamford. I've got to be honest. Yeah. I know, we, I know he's been. Um, should we say, he's, he's received a bit of mirth from us this season on various things. Uh, but I think this week, I think we've got to be honest. I think he's a, oh. an excellent pick. I'll call him shit for till the day I die, but that doesn't mean that I won't recommend him every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I've just come into you. Um, if you would pick three three leads, would it be Dallas, Rafinha, and Bamford, or would you consider Harrison? Yeah, if I would have considered three, it would still be Rafinha, Bamford, and Dallas. But then. For someone like me who's still not, uh, I don't have, I just have Dallas and I look to get a Leeds player. Uh, so, but then I would prior, I was already considering to prioritize Bamford over uh, Rafinha. And then the matchup again uh, proves the fact that uh, you need to prioritize uh, Bamford over Rafinha. And uh, it, it's just that fact that there's another fact that uh, Rafinha too hasn't has returned consistently, but then hasn't returned any big, big uh, double digit hauls. I, I think. Uh, uh, I think he has written one double-digit haul the whole season, and we all know Bamford could could get us a double-digit haul easily. So that's that's that. And if it's chasing and uh, in front of the fans at the Ellen Road, I, I think it's better to go Bamford over uh, Rafinha. But then I would still stick my heart out and stay uh, Rafinha over Harrison. So that that's my okay. day one. Yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But we might get I quite fancy Dallas. I tell you what, it's a little out, little I don't know, a little outside. Thing. I'm just wondering whether Dallas is a differential captain shout this week. Now Pereira's out. You you, you never know. If you get to goal, I think it's 15 points, and that's more than enough. Uh, more than that you can ask for from a captain captain charge of the last game of the season. Yeah. Hey, up! Oh, we've got someone here. I'm, I'm just going to let somebody else into the chat. Actually, <laughs> hello. Uh, hi guys. <laughs> yes. We've got, we got Nemo on his I thought you were at home. I didn't realise you were in the gym. I'm on a cool down walk right now, so I thought I'd just start it and spread it out live on air. <laughs> <laughs> right, now now right. if he falls, you'll be able to see him there. So, exactly. So, what we're going to do is we're going to answer Nima's question. So, Nima asked a question. He said he has to pick between Wooden Rafinha. Or Bamford and Foden slash Willock slash Ben Rama. Here's his question. There we go. Come on, Soria. Perspective. I'm going to put um, straight on the. Perspective. 
Yeah, so I think I noticed. Uh, say again. Um, I was going to say I'm selling Calvert Lewin, and I'm probably going to sell Zaha. So this is like a double move. Um, I nice. don't know whether it's Rafinha or Bamford. I have two Leeds defenders, so I can only buy one more Leeds player. There we go. What do you reckon, Surya? Go on. I think I think I'll do Bamford Ben Rama. I think. Benrahma is 0.3% owned, and I think uh, that that couldn't be a better one-week punt than him. I think I will. I was looking at Benrahma as well. I think one of the guys wrote uh, wrote about him in the uh, punts blog as well. I think he looks a pretty great chance to consider, and uh, he's written four. He's written four times in the last three three weeks. So I think that's a good shot, Nima. If you're chasing, I think you can make up for some ranks back. Yeah, but then Bamford is definitely in. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I like the Ben Rama shout. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah, I, I really do like it. So anyway, Nima, we'll let you get on, but it's nice to see you. There's, there's the comparison. <laughs> nice to see you guys. Bye, bye, bye. Oh, hang on. He's, got, he's got the comparison. Do you want to stay on and watch his comparison? Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> so, so the comparison is, it, it's close, right? But it, it's uh, it's shifting it slightly to Wood and Hafinha. Um, so I don't know, but... You know, Ben Rama. Ben Rama just started kind of getting into, kind of being an important part of, of the of the attack of West Ham. So I think I think the the red in the, in this graphic is on the rise. Um, and given the matchup that we just showed, I think the blue could shrink a little bit. Um, that's a really tough call. I think it looks to me that the, the upside is Bamford and and Ben Rama. I think there's more upside there. Cool. Nima's running. Nima's running. He's excited. I just have to take a photograph of this. Just yeah, for, I'm uh, going a lot quicker right now. Brilliant. There it is. <laughs> All right, buddy. Look after yourself. See you soon. <laughs> that was great. I sent him a message in the WhatsApp chat saying, come and sweat on the channel. <laughs> so anyway, so let's get back to what we're saying. I thought give you a bit, give your voice a break for a second, Gabe. So, um, so yeah, so um, we're done on leads, are we? So we're basically saying Bamford over Rafinha. Dallas, not a outside, outside shout for captaincy this week, if you fancy it. If you fancy it, I think it's a solid, solid shout. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay, right, let me try and just find out where I am on this bloody screen so I can see who the next one is. Right, okay, the next one we're going to have a very quick chat about is Burnley. I know you don't have a matchup on that, but I think we'll talk about this anyway, Gabe. Um, mm -hmm. They've got a very positive matchup against Sheffield United from the perspective of the fixture difficulty 2.1. But they are away at Sheffield United. Now I've been to I've been to Bramall Lane a few times as a Grimsby fan, and I'll tell you now, it's not the nicest of places to go as an away team. I think this might be. I, I, I don't know. I know there's been a number of people talking about Wood as a captaincy shout and and things like that. I own Vidra. I think I'm benching Vidra. 
for this reason. What's your perspective on Burnley? Um, Gabe, first. So Burnley, Burnley playing Sheffield United. Sheffield United over the last two matches have conceded the, the most uh, headed goal attempts, tied with Arsenal at 13. So in that sense, I, I like, <laughs> I like Chris Wood. Wood. Well, here's the thing. I like Chris Wood if they start, if, you know, if they really rely on, on crossing him the ball and sending him long balls. And they did, they've done that a couple of times, but they've also been playing on the ground a lot, Burnley, trying to beat Barcelona, as, as we, we've yeah. say, stated here many times. So, but the matchup is really nice for, uh, for, for Chris Wood because of those, um, the headed goal attempts. Yeah. I mean, the headed, I mean, the headed chances is a, is a very good point. I'm just making the point that you made earlier on, and I'm playing a bit devil's advocate here, because you mentioned about home teams, uh, teams playing at home, and it's stuck in my head a little mm -hmm. bit. I always remember that, um, you know, as I say, I remember going to Sheffield a few times, and I know they're not great, all right, but, you know, I know what that crowd's like. I'll tell you now, they're super passionate. There's one thing I'll say about Sheffield United fans, they are very passionate. They will not want to lose they will not want to lose you never know. if i if i were so they, these these players none of them have been in front of fans for over a year and and i think one in these games when it's a bad team it's even a bad a bad team at home i think their fans could even galvanize the opposition just you know just if, yeah, if i were chris wood i'd be like you know what sheffield united you guys are shit. And your fans want you to win, but I'm going to show your fans how shit you are. You belong in the championship. That's that. That would be my mentality if I were Chris. Oh, there is that. I mean, look, we'll see. It's one of those ones. Go. Let's see what happens on Sunday. We've got the watch along. I think that's going to be a really interesting. That's going to be a really interesting one. Like I say, it could easily be oh. Burnley could hammer them, or you never know. We could have a binary Brewster goal. Could we? Could be on so. the pitch though. So could be on the pitch. But although what's happened, uh, what's his name? Ashley Barnes has been caught drink driving, hasn't he? So I think he's in deep trouble now. Mm -hmm. So um, he might be out. Um, right. Come to the next matchup for you then, Gabe. Um, and that is mm -hmm. West Ham. They still have a, a pretty favourable matchup. 1.6 against Southampton. So, and they are at home. Um, although someone did say to me that West Ham play worse in front of fans at home than they do... <laughs> So let's have a look at let's have a look at Lingard and Antonio. And I have to say, the one thing that stuck in my mind was Antonio saying, "I'm having penalties this week, mate." <laughs> that was the thing which I quite enjoyed. What tell us about Lingard and Antonio, Gabe? You there? Well, we lost him. I, I think he's lost. I think he's frozen. Well, let's, should we, um, Surya, before, whilst we get Gabe back, what's your uh, perspective of, uh, of Lingard and Antonio? Yeah, I mean, Lingard is bound to uh, regress in some time and that, that, that is shown. And Antonio has filled in his spot very well. And I think Gabe is back. Uh, should we, I don't know. Can you hear him? I don't know. Right. He's still frozen at the moment. Let's just keep, let's keep going whilst we're unfreezing. Yeah, I think, I think, Anthony has come back in and he's done his job uh, very well. And uh, now, considering the fact that he's in penalties, I think uh, if you don't have him, I think it's a very, very essential transfer. And 
uh, he did mention this fact that uh, he had personal goals for this season and he's not reached that uh, goal mark yet. And uh, he just said, never, you never know with the last game on. Maybe he could go on crazy score for like uh, the uh, the time he did it against Norwich City. So he's definitely hungry for goals and and the fact that that that's the fact that says from the penalty call as well. So I think you would better better you'll be better off prioritizing. Antonio or Lingard, and I think gave his back to. Would you own both? Are you asking? Would you, you consider owning both? Owning both? No, I don't think uh, I. I sold uh, Lingard and gave him thirty-five, so I'm not looking at bring him, bringing him in uh, anytime soon. I just feel Antonio's well in, well in good. The reason I say is I own Lingard and I'm contemplating Antonio or Bamford. So that's my that's one of my... Yeah, okay. Of my I would still bring him in because irrespective of uh, you have Lingard or not, I would bring Antonio in. But then it's not the other way around. If you have Antonio, I think you're well in a very much covered over that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gabe, you're back. Would you like to do your bit? We, we did, we yeah, did, nice sorry about that. In. We did a little fill-in for you. <laughs> I saw that. that's good improvisation. Uh, having some connectivity okay. issues today, but hopefully things are sorted here. Uh, so it, this is this is an interesting comparison because it, they're like mirrors. On the one side, you have Antonio, who is um, who has all the, the red shaded on the right. And if you look if you look at the the radar map here on Fantasy Football Hub, kind of like the right side is goal opportunities, and the left side is chance creation opportunities or assist opportunities, and and true to form, you know, we have the up here expected points about the same. And if we go clockwise, we have Antonio with the XG, Lingard with almost no XG, Lingard with zero big chances, shots in the box, heavily favors Antonio. Shots on target, however, equal. So Antonio is not in the best uh, finishing form with, um, let's see, his last seven, uh, seven shots. He only has one on target. Uh, that is a little bit of a concern. But look how many how many shots he's taken compared to uh, to Lingard here. And then we get to the, and then touches in the box more for Antonio, of course. That that that's kind of obvious. If we go the other way, X, the XA heavily favors Lingard. Big chances created favors Lingard. Key passes Lingard. Crosses Lingard and so on. So Lingard is the, is the creator, the more assist potential. Antonio has more goal potential. The comparison is is hinting at um, at Antonio here. Now, this will be supported. <clears throat> I don't know if you guys have any comments here on the stats in the comparison. I'm, I'm struggling to see, it's so I need to open them up. So, a little bit. Is it? Oh, sorry. That's all right. No, I, um, it's quite symmetrical, actually, isn't it? It is. It's, it's, it's shockingly <laughs> symmetrical. Yeah. Which, which shows, like, this, this symmetry actually shows from, to me, it kind of says that they're a really good partnership. Yeah, you know, they're, they're two exactly players what, to have together. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. That symmetry, yeah. the goals and the assists, to me, smacks off double returns. And and uh, you know, Moyes has Moyes would be happy about this this kind of this kind of setup. It means his team is well balanced and structured well. Um, so let's. So this is this is the chances created heat map, and I'll. I'll so, so you see kind of a, it's mostly mostly on Lingard's side. Um, Antonio just has the one from, from the right-hand side. But I want to get to the touch heat map. One thing that surprised me is how wide Antonio is, is touching the ball here. Um, Mikel Antonio is, is 
he's almost like opening up the space for Ben Rama, for, for Lingard, as, and he's pulling them wide. And interestingly, this is what uh, Vardy has been doing for the past several weeks. Back, back when yeah, I did yeah. the scouting report on Nacho, I, I, I showed how Vardy was pulling wide and Nacho was filling that space. And so that, that's what's happening here. But that's not all Antonio is doing. He's such, he's such a good, smart player. He's played so many different positions. I think he really understands how a midfielder works, how a defender works, and, and what to do up top. So he has this. Uh-oh. Oh, God, not again. Are you back? Dave? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry about the, my connection. There, guys. I don't know what... Do you, want to turn your, do you want to turn your camera off and just keep working on the without the camera just in case it's breaking up does that work no it's not it's not making any difference at all he's broke up again hasn't he so what we're saying he's moved out he's moving out to the uh, he's moving out to the wing that's interesting he's gone he's disappeared completely now we've lost his we've lost his screen again Look, right okay let's let's uh should we say let's uh <laughs> Let's do another little segue whilst Gabe rejoins, mate. Ben Rama, he's been commented a couple of times now. Is, yeah. he, is he a great option? I think I think you never know, but then uh, you, you'll, you'll have to enjoy it while, while it lasts. I think uh, he might score. Yeah, I think he's back, yeah. Yeah, here he comes. We'll yeah, just talk about Ben Rama whilst you were off. Yeah, and, and Ben Rama has emerged into a, a very interesting option. Um, again, di- differential and, and somewhat risky, but also less, also the kind of like more around the goal, the goal scoring area that is uh, similar similar to Antonio. Um, but but what I think what what I left on here was I, I like how Antonio goes wide, opens up space for for some of the midfielders like Ben Rama, like Lingard. But then he's also back in the box. We see this kind of yellow green area in the six and by the penalty spot. And that's highly encouraging that the fact that he has so many roles with the team um, <clears throat> is is highly encouraging. And then, then I'll move, uh, let's see, we have, there's the t- chance created, here we go. And then if here, so we have from chances created, obviously favoring Lingard, and then here's the XG shots and it favors, just, just kind of supports the stats. These are the heat maps that support the stats. Right, the the XG shots obviously favor Antonio, and then we look at the matchup. Look on the right hand side where Southampton concede. Again, this is the past two matches, so they have two bright areas where they concede, and one is where Lingard operates, and the other one is where Antonio operates. So it's really nice for both. This green right here on the edge of the box corresponds. Oh, sorry. This screen right here on the edge of the box corresponds with Lingard on this side, and the circle here for Antonio corresponds with this circle with Antonio so going wide and then coming into the box. There, it's really nice for for both players. Damn it! More dilemmas. That's this is confusing. <laughs> this is now this is now really starting to grind my Bamford transfer. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> right. Okay. It's Antonio. Oh, God. It seems like a more stress. I mean, enough stress we work without the stress about who to bring in this weekend. Anyway, thanks, Gabe. So uh, yeah. that's excellent. And of course, West Ham at home. So we'll see how they do there. Um, we've spoke about Ben Rammer. I think we're going to cover him again in a minute, actually, between me and you. He pops up somewhere else. Um, we're finishing on a team who don't have a great fixture difficulty, but are clearly a great team because they're the champions. And that's Manchester City. 
and we are going to talk about which F we fancy. Do we fancy Ferran or do we fancy Foden? Gabe. That's right. Uh, so we have Phil Foden versus uh, Ferran Torres. Um, and so I want to start with, I have two comparisons for, for these players because it's, it's interesting what has developed recently. This is, these are stats over the past six. And you see how they're, they're quite similar um, as far as the, the radar map here. Um, Foden kind of does better than, than Ferran um, and passes in the final third, touches in the box, shots and shots in the box. However, the expected points, the expected goals, the big chances, um, the expected assists, so the XGI and big chances, they're all the same. They're quite similar. Key passes uh, favors Foden a little bit, but again, very comparable. Now, this is, this is interesting because this is over the, the last six, but if we look at just the last two that we were talking about and look how it changes from this to this, heavily favors Ferran Torres. Um, and I want to try to say Ferran Torres as many times as possible <laughs> just to give the fans what they want. <laughs> I see Surya laughing, and I'm, I'm assuming that's probably what he's laughing at here. So I'm, I'm going to keep going with that. Um, so notice how Ferran Torres, obviously buoyed by uh, by the, the hat trick. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you, everyone that, that told me that he would start, uh, Sam Lee um, and Late Riser. And, and now his expected points really just eclipse. His expected points goes up to 5.64 compared to 4.36 from Foden. Um, the XG goes up to 0.54 per match versus 0.2 for Foden. Uh, big chances, uh, one big chance um, per match, zero for Foden, for Foden over the last two. Um, shots in the box still the same. Shots on target favors, favors Ferran. And this is all, you know, I, I brought Ferran in on uh, on my free hit because I was hoping he would play the nine, and he did play the nine. And this is kind of the effect of that. Ferran Torres playing the nine uh, versus Foden playing wide is just the, the matchup favors favors Ferran Torres as, as far as the, the stats are concerned anyway. Um, I want to look, uh, let's go here to their, their touch heat map. You see how Foden, Foden is much more involved in the play. Ferran, um, this is again over the last two matches, Foden moves, moves around the field. He wants the ball more. He links the play much more. That's, that's the kind of benefit from playing on the wing here. Um, he has some freedom of movement. Uh, if, we, if we look at Torres, he has the, this heavy area on, on the right. What, uh, what Ferran Torres did in the last couple matches was, or the last match, the one where I free hit, whatever that was, I forget now. Um, he's switching with Gabriel Jesus. So Gabriel Jesus will line up, maybe line up at the nine, but you see that the interplay between uh, Torres and Jesus constantly. And Jesus is the one kind of playing that Vardy role of stretching the defense wide. And that's when that's when Torres gets inside. And that's this area here. When, when Ferran Torres is here, Gabriel Jesus is here. Uh, passes received, moving to the passes received heat map, very similar, very similar here. Um, and we see kind of some light purple in the box. Foden, interestingly, has more of a box presence than, than Ferran, but when Ferran has a box presence, it's in a little bit more dangerous areas because he's more central. 
And then lastly, just comparing their shots. These are Foden's shots, three speculative, speculative low XG shots over the past two, whereas Ferran is right in the middle, six yard box, penalty spot, much higher XG. I think I think the upside is there for, for Ferran Torres, um, but I, let's take a look at the matchup here against Everton. So there are two main areas of the, of, of the pitch where Everton concede, and it's on the right side, in the right corner of their box where Foden operates. That's this green right here on, on the other side, the chances created heat map for City. This is Foden territory. This is Foden territory. And they also concede on the other side of the box, but outside the box. And this is Ferran territory, where Ferran and Gabriel Jesus switch. So both areas are actually areas of vulnerability for um, for Everton. What I will add is with Seamus Coleman, or um, with, um, I don't know, is, is Seamus Coleman going to play? No, he's out. He's out, right? That could create an opportunity for, for Foden to really exploit this area. Um, so again, it's very close between these players. But if Ferran is, if there's a potential for him to play the nine, I, I kind of like him a little bit more. And obviously, every every city conversation comes with a huge caveat with Pep Roulette. No, absolutely. Um, Surya, your perspective. Obviously, Torres was sacrificed in the last game uh, when Cancelo was sent off. Um, I, I, we obviously the caveat is we don't know. But what's your gut telling you? Is he? Uh, a, is he a great option for this week or, uh, you know, because, yeah. I mean, we're all searching for these differentials, right? Yeah. And to be to be honest, I think I feel the lineup, uh, City lineup on gaming 36 is what they'll repeat this time. And I think I found a very good analysis as well, like uh, how City uh, Guardiola tends to rest this players well ahead of a Champions League final. And it makes sense to, to see the likes of... Uh, Mares and the co being rested for the Champions League final, and if that's the case, I think Torres should start the uh, should start against the Everton at home. And uh, does the fact that he was uh, sacrificed after Cancelo was sent off, so it, it it adds more value to the fact that he will be given minutes and he'll be prioritized. Then uh, I see Foden playing a key role in the Champions League final. So uh, if I was to pick the differential and looking at the matchup as well, I would say uh, Torres. But then uh, you never know what uh, Pep is going to put us at. Yeah. Yes, I think Nehal was right. Uh, Anna Woodbury was the one who did that analysis. And, uh, yeah, uh, she she got around ninety percent in terms of uh, predicting the thirty-seven uh, lineup as well. So I think that's where my thoughts came from. Too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got a question for you. If I uh, great, obviously we're hoping for some team leagues. If we don't get a team league, I, I'm I don't think I'll do a Greenwood to Torres move. But if we do, I'm almost certainly going to do that exact move. Mm. Yeah, uh, that that's there's always a chance for uh, that uh, big haul, right? I think Gabe got in Torres after the league, and I think he got him an Adric. Uh, 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 the last time he freed it, but then if that news comes in, uh, comes in, uh, I think it's a very good move too. But then, if it is not there, I think uh, it's it's pretty much a very big risk. And I think yeah. Pep hasn't been rotating too, and uh, you lose yeah. those points. And uh, especially when you're watching ten games at the same time, uh, and your uh, your uh, 
key transfer and doesn't play i think it will put him more off totally so but and of course we're on and of course we're on we're streaming as well so <laughs> you'll see complete depression but I mean, look, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it because i mean if if not i'll go into my forwards and have a have a bit of a yeah. have a bit of a tinker there that's <laughs> cats just popped in to say hello and getting in, about to knock a drink over as usual um cool all right so that's that then that's that then gabe so uh yeah. i think that's uh we won't go through the others i will i think they're the key ones to look at because now we want to quickly look at the algorithm um so i'll just adjust my screen again and get us moved across and the algorithm this week has picked it's it, it quite likes brighton defense for some all of a sudden and it's gone for treble brain defense i'm still not quite sure about that whether it picks it whether it gets it right or not remains to be seen right um but what i will say is look at that midfield and again it's picked a really interesting midfield and this is what i quite like about it i really like what it's doing in the midfield and it's doing quite well salah willock mane harrison and ben rama so ben rama has sneaked into the algorithm so all the things all this little this little thought which these thought processes that we had in the back of our mind about ben rama and all of a sudden now it's been being picked out now would torres be there absolutely he would be there but the rotation is that i can only have a couple of rotation players there so that's that's the issue so he doesn't make it because of rotation but you know if we think he's nailed torres would be in there probably um for who's d5 i'm just trying to see now who it is uh who's midfielder who's the midfielder the fifth midfielder was ben rama so he would replace ben rama how, how far away is uh how much lower is wait i'm looking ben rama and harrison are the same yeah I, so, they said, said they're also so you basically pick a you yeah harrison and ben rama there is a slight difference you could drop one or the other there so yeah so you might keep ben rama drop harrison um if you're doing that so yeah so that's where we are wooden bamford up top um with antonio first on the bench sat there uh waiting to come in um interesting again very interesting uh, it, it quite likes burnley it's obviously got two burnley defenders sat there as well on the bench uh interestingly enough um, what i find interesting here <laughs> regarding regarding um your the triple the the brighton I feel like and last week it went for triple Everton. So it is how many times have the uh, has the algo gone for a triple defense when it sees one Quite defense? It likes it goes for all of them. And this is the problem. This is going to be a thing for the for the close season. We've got to decide how to treat it. But this yeah. is just work in progress. I'm, I I wasn't even planning on showing this for the this season, but I wanted to just give it sort of like a, a should we say a bit of a an appetite wetter for for next season so that we can look mm -hmm. at it a bit more next season. But look, I mean, at the end of the day, if it's scoring sixty in a low-scoring get, in a, you know, in a low-scoring week, um, missing the captain, then you know, let's see how it does this week, shall we? It'd be an interesting, be an interesting one. And I, and what we'll do when we're doing the when we're doing the watch along is I will try and keep score of how the algorithms actually doing. Yeah, uh, that will be my job for the well, apart from keeping you lot in check, which I think is going to be difficult anyway. <laughs> but we'll see the only th the only disappointment is gabe will be drinking coffee rather than beer but anyway there we go wait says who <laughs> fair enough that early breakfast there <laughs> beer hey, breakfast. Hey, hey. it's the last day I, I think i'm it's the last day on the beach i gotta, yeah, I gotta right. get my party in 
absolutely so anyway so that's where we are um sorry i'll just i won't come to you on this one i'll just keep moving so i want to get to the questions um so we'll go over to the captain see <laughs> we didn't do very well last week boys it's <laughs> the first time i've had that giant red cross on the screen we didn't get a single one right move on next metric got it wrong as well he went for salah and it blanked first time us the third time it's blanked since game week 18 it's still projected for 645 points to be fair did we expect it to blank with salah no um who's it going to go within game week 38 we'll see let's have a look at the cap pick and the cap pick this week picked salah out by a million miles uh, with respect to the community as you can see um we did give it a few options we went for uh i think we gave a, an option for pick a west ham player gabe if i rec if i remember um and antonio was selected over lingard for captaincy so that was the community yeah. mm -hmm. so it went down that route as well um and i think we gave another we have Iniacho in there as well from a perspective of uh who else was in there and wood were the other options so yeah. but anyway so it's gone for those I, anyway i will say uh and shout to uh to nick khan at nick khan tweets um he was he was the first person that, that i've been, that i spoke to several days ago that that shouted nacho as, as a captaincy shout against an awful spurs defense and with everything to play for and needing goals on fire in form i i think he's one of the best differential captaincy captaincy shouts this week yeah, he's an interest when I've sold him. So anyway, I hope he... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wish I had. I mean, that, to be honest, I was just I was just bang average yeah. last week. So uh, it would have been quite nice to have had in the act show anyway. So let's see where this cat decides to go for this week. So he's got he's been given a choice of Salamane and Bamford. Oh God, it's on the wrong screen. Hang on, there we go. So the cat went for Sala which wasn't really much of a surprise i'm gonna to have to we, we, we moved the table around so i can't have the th things that, that in that place and so now i'm just a bit worried he's going for that first corner he's going for the closest one at the moment so i'm gonna to have to readjust <laughs> that for next season as well i think i'm going to do some european championship picks just if anybody wants to do it but that'll be purely and simply for fun because i'm not going to be doing any content at all but if you want a cat pick or two i might do them just for a bit of a laugh <laughs> so let's look at the metric and unfortunately there was a deliberate mistake on my previous slide i tried to move off across it quite quickly but i think one person certainly spotted it eagle eye baker of course <laughs> <laughs> baker don't let anything slide <laughs> eagle eye jamie right yes it's most uh, so yeah salah's topped it quite frankly Ooh. it's Thanks. liverpool and Firmino there look third so there we go 
Let's quickly look at it as always. We're saying Benford are close fourth, huh? Benford are close uh, fourth. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, totally. Not far away. It's very tight again this week. There's probably four there, I think, who you've got four fairly solid metric picks, I think. So you've got Salah with 82, Mane 81, Firmino 80, then Bamford, then we've got Lingard, Antonio and Wood um, just, just trailing them. To put them in context, last week's metric was headed by Salah with 82, Greenwood 82, Mane 81. Similar matchups, mm -hmm. basically. Um, as I said, Palace have improved somewhat, but I think a home crowd is going to be critical here. I think, again, Liverpool attacking the cop, if it's second half particularly, could be chaos. Um, how, many, how many did Palace concede uh, down there? Was it six? Six, six, yeah. Six, yeah, uh, they could easily concede six, I think. I <laughs> 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 wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, although the matchup doesn't quite suggest that. But I wouldn't be surprised that there isn't uh, the ball being sucked into the net at the, at the, uh, at the, at the cop end of, of Anfield this, this week. Um, looking at the numbers, um, Salah, so fixture difficulty 118.4, that's good. Mane and Salah's form or returns are exactly the same. They haven't had a double-figure haul in the last 12, but they've got six single-figure hauls. Mm. And Mane's uh, expected points are just slightly worse. Firmini, on the other hand, has a double return, slightly less uh, one uh, occurrences of one return, and lower expected points. To me, the one who is the explosive one sat there outside of Liverpool is Bamford. Bamford, yeah. And you can see that he's got two. Um, he's got a good fixture, 114.5. He's had two occurrences, uh, double returns in the last 12, four single single returns. His form's not great, but now he's got Rafinha back as well. You know, so I I think Bamford is. A pretty solid fourth there. Um, I really do. Um, just very quickly, West Ham, not such a good matchup. Um, that's one thing it's it's spotted. Same with Wood, not a great matchup, mm. uh, oddly enough. And uh, my notes say Sheffield United are crap, but Bramall Lane is a tough place to go. I think that's what I've been saying um, all night now. Um, guys, what's your perspective? Um, sorry, I'll come to you first. Uh, I think I think I still prefer uh, Bamford. Yeah. 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 So, you, so are you going to captain? Are you going to captain a Liverpool player, or are you going to go? Are you going to go rogue? I'm looking to go rogue. Is what my <laughs> thoughts are. I have Salah. Uh, I don't have money, uh, but then after looking at the matchup and after looking at the metric as well, uh, I would I'm keen on doing Benteke to Bamford and probably captain him. So that's my thoughts as of the show stands. I might change uh, because it's hard for me to bring in money, or I could go go to the route of Maris to money, uh, considering Maris is most likely not not to start. So but then my two options are money and Bamford, and it's good to see both of them dominating the. Uh, metric as well and it's got a good matchup so it's tempting maybe a hit too uh, I, uh, I'm planning to go though because it's I'm going all in I'm, I sit at 20k uh, I don't give a fuck if it's 50k 
that's my big question because mm. I'm just wondering now with Manchester City's defensive woes, do I actually just hope to God he returns? Tough one, I, I right? Think, I think he has a good chance. It is it is a tough one, but yeah. you know, against like what's it going to be? Ake and Eric Garcia yeah. will be on on the back line. Ake, uh, I don't know, maybe Laporte and Mendy. I, I don't mind DCL's chances against that back line. No, so I'm thinking I might just because I think there'll be a load of hits. So I might get. I I think I've seen somewhere that they say the average number of hit points in the last game week is very high something like three and a half last year or i think it was on twitter earlier on i can't remember where i saw it but the, the average hit points are quite high so if you don't take a hit in the last game of the season you know it might not be this might not be the stupidest thing to do that might be differential in itself not taking a hit right um obviously yeah. let's hope we get some team leaks i for one i, I pity any content creator doing a deadline stream this weekend i absolutely <laughs> pity them there's no way on earth would i do a deadline stream this week i am being too i am going to be bloody selfish and i'm going to watch somebody else's deadline stream i'm going to sit there with a piece <laughs> of paper with about four or five options written down and i'm going to wait and see what happens till literally the last seconds you know it's i love it i love the end of it i love the i love i love game week 38 it's one of my favorite it's my favorite week of the year so i, I agree uh, right okay there we go salah 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 and torres that's the choice community metric cat pick or salah differential torres over to the questions boys let's see what we've got um how, how much stuff we've we got going on in the game uh, I, I I threw some questions there in the in the private chat there in Streamyard. Okay, so here we go. So Nehal, uh, chasing in one mini league by five points, and leading in the other by seventeen. That's similar to me, actually. Very similar. Maybe I think I'm sort of like chasing by about fifteen and, and leading by about twenty. Um, second place has a triple captain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be that could be squeaky bum time, <laughs> couldn't it? Really? Who do I captain? Salah to shield the triple captain, or Mane as a sword to rise? Chasing, leading. We've got to think. Is he right. gonna? Is he gonna go Salah? You would think he would. If he owns Salah, yeah. you would expect people would captain Salah, right? We're talking now. We're talking strategy, and I think this is where it's an interesting thing. Because we don't often talk strategy for mini leagues, do we? And I think a lot of questions. Game, game yeah. Do you agree? I, I think he's. Yeah. I, I I agree. And this is kind of what makes uh, Game Week Thirty Eight fun. It, it may, it's yeah. more personal. It's less. You know. It's um. It's like your own goals and your own mini leagues. And I, I like that. I I I would say I'd I'd go with Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, any alternative view on that or not? No, I think I'll go Salah too. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very good thing, yeah. All right, another question from Nehal. Rafinha and Harrison double up. That's an interesting one. I mean, they've both got excellent numbers. Harrison is real has really, to me, been a fine pick now for a few weeks, quite frankly. Um 
I think it depends if you have if you own if you don't own Bamford. Maybe, I would go. Maybe. I would double if I wanted to double on Leeds. I would double with Bamford. That would be my immediate. That would be my first choice to bring in. So I think you need. I think you need at least two leads this week, if not three. Because of course, if I didn't transfer DCL out, I would be Bamfordless. Mm-hmm. So I would be bringing Bamford in for a minus four. If I'm making that Ferran Torres move. I, so that, I agree. I think I think Hafinha and Bamford is is a better double up. Um, I. I, I I'm not on the Harrison bandwagon. I've seen no. him this season. I've seen I've seen him get pulled. I, I know he's done well lately, but I but I, I do very much think that is a a flash in the pan. Yeah, I, I think that's value elsewhere. Even I would say I would say uh, Bamford over Harrison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we've got Cyril. I think it's Cyril Cyril Rudin. Um, how do we see the Leicester Spurs match go, boys? Uh, I see Leicester winning. <laughs> That's my yeah, perspective. I think, <laughs> yeah, Leicester need a win. I think they need to win with four goals to to stand a chance of qualification. Considering uh, Liverpool are about to win the game against Crystal Palace, so I think I think Leicester will go all in. And that's why I was very surprised seeing a metric. Uh, I think Ian is far below, but then coming back to seventy nine is a very good option as well. And Gabe mentioned of how Vardy uh, is hogging the, uh, dragging the defense to his side that opens him up space and first defense is all over the place. I think it has been all over the place right through the season. So I could see goals, but uh, first scoring is a tricky one. I think there's another question of uh, keep Kane or sell Kane that uh, yeah. comes Next that, that comes yeah that comes close to this. Uh, I think he isn't motivated. Uh, I don't see him being much motivated uh, there. So it could be a lot of goals, but then I see a lot of goals from Leicester and not from Spurs. Yeah. Uh, I, keeping in mind, I have a double up of Kane and Bale like an idiot, so I'm still being... Uh... <laughs> I own Kane. I have to say, that, 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 uh, that camera or that, 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 that zoom-in camera where the, uh, I don't know why I have to bother or something like that, I was like, oh, Christ <laughs> almighty, here we go. Um, yeah. I, I mean, no, I could just as easily sell Kane, couldn't I? But selling Kane is that just stupid? I, I, you know, I've just done an article for Fantasy Football Titan, and I've just put Kane as my player of the year, and I'm selling him in game week 38 in his last game for Spurs. I mean, maybe, maybe he just wants to go out. Maybe he will shake it off and go out and and you know and do some. And do some damage. I mean, Leicester are not without injuries, right? Yeah, I think Johnny Ellis is out injured too. I think uh, they'll probably they'll probably give some minutes to West Morgan too. Uh, but then they they do have uh, Champions League at stake, so I don't. Uh, so it, it's it's going to be a tricky game to predict. But then uh, I would rather see Kane not score rather than go on a high because anything and everything happening around him isn't going well. Uh, we. Uh, to be precisely uh, speaking, but then you are pretty sure as he is, uh, he was close, will be close to around 80 or 90 percent. I'm I'm pretty confident of that particular fact. Uh, so it's it's going to be a high risk, uh, uh, all yeah. it takes. Yeah. I think <laughs> moving him out. 
I, I, my gut feel tells me my gut feel tells me to gamble somewhere else, not gamble on Kane. Um, that's I mean, probably where Kane, Kane is still. Kane is still Kane. Kane has something to play for. Spurs is just they're still trying to get into Europe. Leicester will be coming at them, so there may be counterattacking opportunities. Um, I I think getting rid of Kane is is asking for, for trouble. And I say this as someone that doesn't own Kane. I need the voice of reason sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I think... But here, I'll, I'll throw it unless. Unless you're going, unless you have something in your heart that's pulling your heartstrings to tell you to go to Agüero, and if you want to do Kane to Agüero, that's a big risk, but it could also be big upside. I would consider that if you have Son, not if you have Bale, because Bale is shit, and why? Why would you have Bale? But <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, had to, I, I, I had to shame I had to shame somebody for bail today. I just I just had to do it. <laughs> I don't know, it has to be me. <laughs> it would have been Mariner as his differential captain last week, but uh... Oh don't you start. <laughs> oh god. He's here anyway, look. He's making his last appearance on on, on uh, net that hole because he won't be at he won't be at Spurs next year. So there we go. Cheerio, Gareth Bale. There's his golf clubs going back to Spain or wherever they're going to end up. Um, maybe he's just going to end up in the Algarve playing golf. I don't know. Who knows? That would suit him. Um, <laughs> right, let's have a look, see if there's any other questions. Uh, just looking down here. Uh, we've got anyone fancy Watkins versus Chelsea? Well, I'll tell you what, Watkins, he just keeps returning, right? Yeah, I know, I know it was all to do. I know, I know Reggion basically just handed it on a plate to him. But I mean, you know, is he going to score against Chelsea? I think that's a tough ask, personally. I still think Chelsea defensively still look pretty solid. Yeah, Chelsea numbers are too solid. I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, here's a gamble Villa, Villa at home, though, and Grealish back. That could make a True. difference. British back, British back. Jamie Baker, is it Dwight McNeil time, boys? That's an uh, interesting chat. He's been a very good starter, but then uh, Burnley have been playing more of direct, uh, direct football for some time now. Uh, but then I think Gabe mentioned uh, there's been a lot of headed chances considered, and they would look to go on, uh, go aim uh, Chris Wood's head. <laughs> He's gone now. With his head, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But then there's too too many other midfielders to to consider ahead of uh, White McNeil. Uh, to my liking, yeah. I, I, exactly. I don't mind the shelf. I don't mind the shelf because of the the matchup and how poor they are with with, with headed chances uh, conceded. But they see opportunity cost, as as Surya is saying. If you go for McNeil, um, then you're giving up a, a, a spot. Yeah, yeah, you are, and I mean, look, we've got Willock sat there in amazing form. We've got, uh, you know, there's other players we've been talking about tonight as well. You know, if yeah. you can get to them, Torres's of this world and players like that. Um, there's some really, there's still some very, very good differentials in that midfield, as far as I'm concerned. Um, right, okay. Um, Son to Ferran, not enough money for Son to Mane. I think that is, for me, if there is a team leak, that is a yes from the Mariner. 
What do you think, Surya? Surya, yeah, I would say, I would say yeah. that is top. At least I'll have to go match uh, Marner and defend my top spot in the expectations league. So. <laughs> if there is a leak, I'm definitely doing it for a I've just yeah. realised I've told you what I'm moving to. I've just told you the transfers I'm doing now, haven't I? I've just cocked it up now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope none of my league yeah. people watch my show. It, 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 it's all mind game. It's all mind game. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. So that's that one. So do you agree, Gabe? Would you go Sunter Fair on it, particularly if there's a leak? If. I, I I think I would, especially if you have Kane, then I certainly would. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we've got uh, Ragav, Sun, and Yotta to Mane and Willock for a minus four, or Sun and Yotta and DCL out for Mane, Willock, and Bamford on a minus eight benching Greenwood, or no hit. Well, Jot has got to go, right? Yeah. I think I think the third one is very tempting because all three are great options. And uh, I think Greenwood's minute is about to be managed that well, I think, because Dan James is back for your Uh Mane, Willock, Bamford are all tasty options. I think uh, if I'm chasing, I would definitely do that minus eight and then just... Uh, Enjoy game week thirty at the Well, yeah. mate, it's. Uh, I mean, you really are at. Uh, I mean, you know, without sounding crude, it's shit or bust now, isn't it? it, yeah. it you're literally, if you are, if if it goes right, fantastic. If you if yeah. if you're fifty k, you might end up eighty k with that move. That's the way it would go, right? It, that's the way yeah, it is. Okay. You know, that's a thirty k move. That's a that's a thirty k probably twenty to thirty k move either way. If that goes right or yeah. wrong, I would say <laughs> yeah. that's the way I would look at that that type yeah, of move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, here's one going out with a bang <laughs> from Jamie. If you had to describe your aim this week using a smell, hmm. how would you describe it? A smell? Fucking hell, Jamie! Where do you get these from? Are you been think? I reckon he's been thinking all week about these. <laughs> Jamie's quit his, uh, his his whatever he does during the day. You go to school or, or have a job, and he just thinks about these these deep questions for us. I, I know exactly what mine is. Mine's easy, so I'll, I'll let you guys think about it. Yeah, you um, go first, and I'm still thinking. I mean, it's the smell of coconuts from the beach. <laughs> It's very easy. The suntan lotion, the chapstick, the the trees, the the coconut I'm drinking with a little rum in it. Coconut water and rum, nice combination. Mine is going to be the nose of a vino verde, the green mm. wine. So green wine and green arrows. Ooh, I like that vino verde. Port Portuguese lightly yes. spizzling. There we go. Spring There's time, my bet. Summer Come on, then, Surya. Come on. We've, we've, I've, we've done, I've done nine. Gabe's done his. Come on. Come on. Here you got one. You're not going to Oh, God. Thank you, Jamie. It's always a pleasure. I really <laughs> love your questions. It's been such fun this year. It's, and, and I think, you know, you've been 
a, a major part of the net that whole success this year so thank you so much um right okay um yakdan difficult one for you which combination will get more points dcl and rafinha or antonio and dean i think mm. antonio and dean yeah yeah i think i agree gabe do you yeah, yeah i think yeah three yeah, out of three we well. agree. i was just uh yeah yeah <laughs> what were you gonna say are you still looking at you still trying i, to I was just gonna bring up the comparison oh go on do you want to i was gonna, I was gonna bring up the yeah well if yeah i'll uh i'll bring up the comparison oh, here while you guys are continue if you want all right well we'll just take the next question whilst you're looking for the comparison uh ragav rafinha versus willock that's an interesting one I would as well. Say Villa. Mm. I think I would say Villa. He's, yeah, he's Rafinha's a, not a, really hit his straps yet, has he, since he came back from injury. So whilst I'm quite I think Rafinha's got a very good chance of getting some returns uh this week. I think Willock in the form that Willock's in against a team who are down. Yeah, Willock. Yeah. Um I think we've already answered this Leicester Spurs question there yeah. uh bruno with sean bruno bruno and kane to mane and bamford for a minus four or just one of those moves well i mean i think bruno to, bruno to mane would do i feel uh i'm still not sure of removing kane i think uh, that's that's again that same question do you own son right do you own yeah. son yeah i'm still I, I i can't say i think it depends on mini leagues i think it depends on it there's so many factors here which yeah i think okay, if you yeah. look at it in, in isolation you would do bruno mane if there's anything else in the background to to to, to should we say to cloud that judgment then that second move might be on i yeah. think that's the way you know are you chasing something you know is somebody else got kane are you chasing somebody who owns kane and you want to go away from kane to try and pull that to try and close that gap gabe you've got i just seen your screen pop up again shall i just put you put your you screen up yeah it's interesting results here and um fantasyfootballhub.co.uk you can compare you know uh, groups of players and combinations of players and the uh the stats here favor Calvert-Lewin and Hafinha. We look at expected points. Well, that's what really matters, right? We're looking for points. Expected points is about the same. So if you have to bend over backwards for one or the other, I'd say go which, whichever direction is easiest. But we look on the red side, much higher. Um, the, the XG um, per game start for the, the duo there. Well, I mean, one is a midfielder and... Uh, and a forward and the other is a defender and a forward so it's a little bit tough to compare you have to compare like some defensive stats and these are all attacking stats so it's obvious that from a from an attacking perspective um it'll favor the the midfielder and the forward but i have to say dean going up against man city um i think i'm going to change my response and and go with calvert lewin and Hafinha. I'm just looking at the I'm just looking at the fixture difficulty here. So Everton's fixture difficulty for attack is negative, for defence is more balanced, mm. and West Ham is positive for attack. There, so 
and Leeds is positive for attack. So you're almost looking at probably the, I would probably say, and I'm just trying to work the numbers out, it's extremely close on fixture difficulty. It's extremely close. Yeah, I think the combinations. But with, with the uh, with the Manchester City um, with the absences on the back line, I yes. think fa favors Calvert Lewin a little bit more than than we might think. And Manchester City is not going to have an, uh, any problem going attacking, which is a ding on on Dean. But I, yeah. I, it's really close. And I think you know when, we're, when you're comparing players from kind of a defender with a forward and then a midfielder with a forward. The, the stat to look at, um, it, it's hard to compare them because it involves defensive stats, but just expected points. And this is, it's just so close, so close. So um, expected points, there it is, 4.91 on the blue side and 4.81 on the red side. Yeah. It's almost exactly the same. So yeah. go the path of least resistance. And for me, that would be Calvert-Lewin and Rafinha. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, uh, again, it'd be interesting to say because, like you say, is Calvert But then again, is Dean going to get those chances to cross because of the weak side of that weak, uh, the weak side of the the Manchester City defence? It's it's a very, it's a good yeah. question actually. It's a good yeah. question that one. That's a real. That's one that really gets us thinking a bit. Right. Okay. Um, all right. Let's have a quick look. So it's just a couple more, I think, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, we've had the Rafinha or oh, we had, we've had the Rafinha or Torres question, haven't we? Um, question: Which teams are already beach teams? Well, we did that earlier. Nearly all of them yeah. is the answer to that. Um, and then uh, let's have a look. I think that's it. I think yeah, we're done. done. I think we yeah. are done, boys. So, okay, that is that, everybody. That is the FPL season done and dusted when it comes to the matchup show and the compass show. Um, I think um, we can all say that we've only been going now for what 18 weeks. I think we've done this 18 is, well, weeks. Shows. We started at game week 20, so this is yeah. our 19th episode. So it's our 19th week. Well, it's been a to me, it's been 19 weeks of pure pleasure I've, I've, mm. absolutely i look forward to this 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 show more than anything else in the entire week uh when it comes to the uh, i just don't, can't stand getting up at the crack of dawn to the compass show there might be a change there guys actually because <laughs> that might actually go west yeah we're working on some logistical changes that actually the, the logistical changes what i'm excited about for them is well i think we'll, we're going to be able to target different time zones a little bit better because we do um pride ourselves on the fact that we are a global show you know from from asia to the americas to to europe we don't have any african representation yet but um <laughs> but as far as kind of spanning the globe in different time zones we're going to make a, co a concerted effort to to kind of do that even better next season absolutely 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 and we'll see you both on the watch alongs on sunday evening uh, Singapore time, so Sunday afternoon in the UK. We're going to start half an hour before. Um, so if you could all, I think that's a good time to give us a chance just to have a look at the uh, team news, one or two last minute, probably a bit of swearing perhaps, if ever if people have gone wrong, if there haven't been the team leaks. Um, and then we're going to just watch along and 
abuse people. I don't think. I mean, that's generally what I'm doing. I did. I did have fun. You said abuse people. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold you to that because I'm going to continue abusing you about bail. Every anybody, yeah. anybody and everybody. That <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm, the, the golf club will make another appearance I'm, next week. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna take him out for a hit and then come for the watch along because I can't take this anymore. Okay, <laughs> if you do that, then I'll then I'll let up a little bit. I'll ease off. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, as I, said, as I said before, smash that like button. We answered your questions without telling you to smash the like button, like unlike some people. But anyway, we love we love we love them really. We're only joking. We're you know us. We we all like we like to have a laugh. Um, yeah, so that's that's it. Thanks, boys. Um, so I'll just get get us out of here, and then we can all bugger off. You can go to work, Gabe. Sorry, you can go to bed. I'm certainly going. I'm going to have to go back to work now. I've got to work. I've got more emails to do. Yeah. So I yes, we have met that hole. So yeah, we are net that hole. Please hit the like button. Please subscribe. Please hit the bell for future notifications. We are gonna. We will be back on Sunday with the watch along. <sighs> You'll find Surya at allaboutfpl.com and also allaboutfpl on Twitter. Gabe at FPL Lens. Gabe, you putting your article up this week? Article will go up either tonight or tomorrow, and it will be up on all FPL, all about FPL.com as well. Of course, the matchups article, the home of the matchups articles. <laughs> super job, yeah, super hard. job. And uh, yeah, and I think, boys, that is it. So uh, until Sunday, everybody, see you soon. Cheers. All the best. Nos la playa. Bye bye. Are you craving more FPL content? then look no further than allaboutfpl.com. Head over there for weekly articles from some of the top content creators on the planet. So what are you waiting for? Head over to allaboutfpl.com, the website for all your FPL needs.